Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Revival Center Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today here on our Revival Talk series. If you're new to the series, what this is is where we sit down with people from our church and from leaders, uh, with leaders in our community, and we just discuss uh, what's going on here in the community. And of course, as everyone knows right now, the uh, big thing that's going on everywhere in the world has been the COVID-19 pandemic. And so today we are sitting down with uh, another leader in our community and talking about how this is affecting uh, her and uh, her leadership. And so uh, if you haven't already, if you will please uh, subscribe, like, share. Uh, we just are trying to grow this community so that way we can just grow together and learn together and best walk through this time as a community. And so uh, we would appreciate it if you do that. And by doing that, you'll get up to date uh, whenever we do post and you can be the first to know when there's more content. And so, like I said, today we are continuing on our Revival Talk series, and today we have uh, Miss Pam Lovelady. She is the headmaster at Coosa Valley Academy, and uh, we are just so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a blast. And uh, so, if you just uh, you know tell our listeners, uh, I know we have uh, several members of our church, their, their children uh, mm-hmm. go to uh, CVA, and uh, I have some friends of mine who are graduates, and um, and so just tell people maybe that don't know uh, a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do. Okay, before I get started, I'd like to thank Jason, Brother Jason, for always coming and helping us with our chapel as needed, and if we have anything that we need to talk to the students um, through Christ, He's always been available for us, and I'd like to thank him and the Vincent Revival Center for always being there for our students before I get started. Well, let me tell you a little bit about our school. In fact, in September of this year, we will be celebrating 50 years of Coosa Valley Academy. Um, We're looking forward to that. We have done a lot in 50 years, and we have a long way to go, but we're very fortunate to be able to have a school full of Christ that we can offer Bible, chapel, and have the children pray at any time that they need to. Uh, we, we really cherish that. This year we're planning on starting a K-2 program in the fall, so we're going to start um, preparing for that. We do have K-3 through 12th grade, so um, that is a wonderful asset to our community. We serve um, Shelby County. St. Clair County, Talladega County, and every once in a while, Coosa County. So we have children coming from everywhere to our school. Um, That makes a wonderful uh, community for us at our school is to have people coming from everywhere, all different type of religions, and also maybe to offer um, prayer guidance and Christ guidance to our students because we are a private Christian school. Yes, ma'am, and, and it is an honor to have you, and thank you for the relationship and, and your openness to allow us to come, you know, and, and be a part of CVA. It's in our community, and we want to be um, partners uh, in anything that we can do, so thank you again. All right, so the COVID-19 has affected everyone. It has certainly affected us, and I know it has affected your school, but before we get into that, how are you doing? How is your family doing? We're very good. Um 
I've got a mother that's older, so I've kind of locked her down way before they locked us down. Um, I've got a precious granddaughter that I spend a lot of limited time with because I do not want to expose her to anything. Right. So that's kind of been a hard thing for me. No, I can imagine you are a outgoing personality. Uh, you like to hug, you know. I do. That's my weakness. I love to hug and kiss the, every, yeah. the kids, yeah. especially. So. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, how is the uh, teachers doing? How's the faculty doing there at CVA? Are they making it through this okay? Well, what we did um, on the 12th of March, we had got wind that there might be some issues coming. So that was on a Thursday. So we went ahead and made sure all our kids were on Google Classroom, uh, able to do some things virtually just in case. Um, so we prepared for that, and I think all the kids were prepared um, somewhat ongoing virtual. But um, we were very fortunate that on Friday the 13th, we did get to have our prom. So we were very uh, lucky to have that behind us and them to have a wonderful experience. But, um, you know, we went right in after spring break. We had that next week after the 13th spring break. So we went right in the very next week and went straight on virtual learning. So we were on trying to be on the ball and ahead of the game. Now, with parents having to be teachers, uh, teachers having to do some virtual teaching, Zoom, a lot of different things, and some teachers really didn't feel comfortable with that. Mm. So um, we tried to accommodate our teachers, our parents, and mainly, our, of course, our students. Our students were able, if they felt so uncomfortable about going online or limited internet, we went straight to packets where we would run the material all the parents could pick it up, etc. So we've tried to be accommodating and always there. We one thing that we've had to I've tried to accommodate if they wanted to be online and was not able to have any internet or a computer at home, I have um, sanitized the computer lab let them come in, I was on the other end of the building, to complete their work. Okay, that's so. excellent. Um, man, leading through this crisis, um, has, I, I'm sure, has taken a huge strain. So in terms of leadership, what has been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome and navigate through? I think for me, it has been um, to keep the students positive, uh, upbeat, uh, to help the teachers through difficult times that maybe, you know, they were working through trying to help children and they couldn't reach out to them. You know, it's nothing will ever replace a teacher in the classroom helping a student. Um, that's been very frustrating, I think, at times for our teachers, parents, and students. You know, our teachers well, especially our parents. Our parents have been, um, had some tension because of their jobs. Their children there all the time and wanting to do well for the kids in their classroom work. So I think that's the most challenging thing that I've experienced. I did give everyone my cell phone number. They can call me anytime, day or night, to help them through those things. Yeah, and I know for people, whether they're, you know, parents or they're working, I mean, all of us have 
had to navigate this mm-hmm. in so many different ways. And, and that's, that's a lot of the challenges, not only that are behind us, but are, that are also moving forward into, you know, recently we've had some relaxing of the guidelines and different things and everybody is trying to do that as well as they can, but also trying to figure out what's best for them, whether they do go out, whether they do. And um, so I know a lot of this has been, you know, everybody trying to, and what I've been's my been has been my motto is we're doing the best we can in the best way we know how. You know that's been mm-hmm. the way that I've been looking at this whole this whole kind of time. Um, so moving forward, walking towards you know how do we reopen? What do we do? What's kind of your outlook in terms of in the future opening up the school? Is you know obviously there, it's hard to determine what a day would be because we don't know you know we don't know how things are happening. But what is kind of your future outlook into when the quote unquote school is normal will be able to resume in whatever sense that is. Of course it might be different, but you know, when when do you think that students could be physically back in the classroom? Well we're hoping um for the fall just to start at a regular time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very fortunate that we're a small school, so we our classrooms, our classroom size as far as students are smaller, so we can spread them out. Um, you know, we can do some outside activities, different things like that. But right now, we're just um, waiting to hear the final thing for our governor. Uh, But we are preparing for the fall um, to spread some, like I said, spread things out, Um, maybe have an alternate schedule as far as some come in the morning, some come in the afternoon. But we're all praying and hoping for everything to return back. But at the same time, we're trying to... um, prepare the kids for there may be a possibility because I've had so many kids call me, you know, upset, crying, Miss Pam, I want to come back to school. Mm. You know, I miss my friends, you know, and it's hard for them to understand. Yeah. And it's even hard for us to understand. Mm -hmm. So we have to be strong for them. Yeah. And so we said, we're coming back to school. You know, we'll, we'll see you in the fall. But like right now with our graduation, Mm -hmm. right now we've tentatively planned to have graduation on Saturday, May the 30th, mm-hmm. on the football field for the elementary or for kindergarten at 10 a.m. and for the high school at 7 p.m. We're going to spread everybody out, uh, limit, say, for example, 10 members per family, if mm-hmm. we can do that. Uh, we're already working on like a seating chart. <laughs> um, because I promised my kids they would graduate on their football field, and that's mm. what I'm going to do. Okay, wow. So. Yeah, I know. You know, that's kind of been the balance of because that's a that's a special time. You know, mm. I I remember my graduation when I graduated from high school very fondly, and uh, you know that's one thing that a lot of seniors they've been working toward that that moment, and uh, they. They're really, that's up in the air. So I know that'll be very, very special for, for them. Um, well, we did a drive-through today so that they could get their cap and gowns. Oh, okay. So they drove around to one end of the school and, and got those, and they were pretty emotional today. Yeah. It makes I, us emotional, too. I'm sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure. There's there's a quite a bond that happens between students and other students, but also students and teachers and mm-hmm. students and, um, you know, administrative faculty and so I know I look back on my time at, at school very fondly with teachers and uh, seeing them later on and, and it's 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 a great time so I know that's that's very special for them I had a student tell me today saying you know miss Pam I would I was 
I would always come in at the last minute. I took school for granted. And I see, said, I, she said I would do anything if I could just come back this year and be with my friends. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you, you can only imagine how I feel when I walk into an empty school every day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So thinking, you know, obviously we've talked about graduation in the fall, but how does that outlook look for the summer? You know, the school, although school is out in the summer, of course, there are things that are still going on at schools in the summer. And whether that be summer instruction, summer school, or for, um, you know, athletics, you know, there are some athletics that happen, things like that in the summer. What What is your school building looking like, you know, in looking toward the summer months? Does it look like it's going to be closed or maybe at a partial capacity or things like that? Well, one thing, another thing that I found out today um, that I had not spent a tremendous amount of time on is last year our graduating class received $1.5 million in college scholarships, and that's a lot for 38 graduates. This year, we've already applied for those scholarships. We, you know, we hadn't heard a lot from those scholarships. Uh, you know, the high, some of those scholarships will include summer, uh, go ahead and jump starting going on campus. So we don't know if they're going to go virtual, if they can use their scholarships. That's mm. so many things that's going on with that. But at the same time, we are preparing for next year. But we're dealing with, um, we're going to try to do some summer camps this year for academics to kind of help the children catch up on some things, if we can. Um, athletics, um, where it's ex- uh, expanding some of those things, but how are we going to do the workouts? Mm-hmm. Um, we had several students that had an opportunity to go the next level in baseball, mm-hmm. and they played four games. Wow. So we're looking at, you know, how can we showcase them? Mm-hmm. I think the Alabama Independent School Association is going to try to attempt to do that in some way, but all of that's up in the air. So um, it's a day-by-day thing. And we always follow uh, the advice of Governor Ivey. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I know the kids, this is a changing time, but we're trying to fulfill everything that they want and need. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I can certainly hear your determination uh, to try to serve them to the very best of your ability. So, um, well, you know, as, as a private school, how does how is the funding being affected right now? Are you guys, like a lot of small businesses, you know, going through hard times right now? I, I don't even want to look at the news. <laughs> Whenever I see the unemployment, they say, is it worse since the Great Depression? It, how are you maneuvering through those difficulties, if you have any? You know, you may not have any. Um, I know for a church, we had to make sure that we – um, kind of tightened up our belt a little bit mm-hmm. um, to maneuver through it. Uh, we used um, some of the things that were available for us. The uh, I think it's the PPP, mm-hmm. you know, to try to help us out a little bit. How how is CBA maneuvering those waters? Fortunately, and very fortunately for us, we do not have um, a debt. Wow, that at that, all that right there is huge. Right, we, that is huge. We, uh, everything that we have is paid for building wise so it really helps us in the time of crunch um but like tuition you know it's tuition driven our parents have done very well by coming in and um paying their tuition and um if there are going to be late letting us know and we're working out those things but we've been very fortunate with that we have uh received ppp um which is going to help us tremendously Mm -hmm. 
Yes. But I think with the kids being at home, I think, in fact, we've had more new enrollment so far this year than we had in the past couple of years. For us, we've got like 10 to 15 and almost 20 new parents. Wow. Because they're going to make some changes and do some things. Maybe if they were homeschooled before, they may want to come to a Christian school. Yeah. Uh, maybe if they were in a public school, they want to come to a Christian school and vice versa. Mm. So that's, I was really amazed, but I'm very thankful. God for that. Yeah. So I, I, I'm looking forward to having, you know, uh, higher enrollment next year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think it's always good to hear, hear stories like that, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, because um, it's amazing. I know for me personally, in what I do here at the church, things moved forward. This podcast is one of them, yes. you know, and so there are things in this time that are still moving forward, still progressing, still doing well. So that's that's amazing to hear. That is awesome. And you know, I have a wonderful mentor, uh, Dr. Jack Hawkins at Troy University, the chancellor. Um, he and I have been friends for over 30 years and I emailed him and you know, said, what's what you doing and all this? And he said, we're gonna make lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> so go. we're improving all of our programs right now and re-looking at things. and. That's like we need to think that way and know that God has a plan and it's even going to be better than before. Yeah, absolutely. That is awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, just thinking about uh, continuing on kind of how this is affecting, you know, obviously there are a couple of big things as far as number one being report cards, evaluations, <laughs> grades. That's the, the big thing that everybody's everybody looks at. And also for the teachers. I mean, teachers are evaluated the same thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't think about that. But how has this kind of affected how that's going to go for, for you, like administratively of administering those and, uh, you know, doing that? Because instruction looks different. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, it, it does. First of all, I'm not going to dare um, – say evaluate my teachers on this this is in a state of emergency a disaster Mm -hmm. i applaud all my teachers for doing everything that they could to make the children's experience better absolutely so um having said that you know i think that's just the way you do it Mm -hmm. um teacher evaluations with a small school we're very fortunate to be able to go in and out of the classrooms a lot as administrators and to see a lot of things more often, maybe. So that works well for us. But report cards, um, fortunately for us, we were able to jumpstart right after spring break. We did not take any time off. So uh, according to AISA rules, Alabama Independent School rules, you know, we have so many days we have to fulfill. This actually is our semester test week. So we have fulfilled our commitment as far as going to school mm-hmm. and the days. So we don't have to go through June 5th. We are completing it this week. Wow. And um, able to perform and maybe follow the curriculum as closely as we can. One thing someone asked me, a news uh, paper reporter asked me, said, do you think that the students, how do you think, do you think they're prepared for next school year? Mm-hmm. And this is my response. My students are prepared in a lot of ways. Maybe not to the full potential academically as they could have been in school, but I feel that for them, we also work on confidence, um, being able and knowing how to pray and knowing when to pray, and you know to learn to love one another, to learn to stand up for what's right no matter what, and um, 
I think that we have provided a wonderful Christian safe environment and to prepare them for what's coming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yes, we have fulfilled our mm-hmm. commitment for this year. Amen. That's excellent to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move. Let's look to the fall. Okay. I, I know I've already heard you say that for the most part, you're looking at the fall schedule, everything to be normal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is what I'm looking at as a pastor as well. What happens if there's a second wave? I keep hearing this, you know. Mm-hmm. So what do we do as a church if there's a second wave in the fall and we have to go through this, if you want to call it a shutdown again, what, how, how has this shutdown affected CVA's plans in the future if there is a second wave and we all have to relive this thing again? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I don't want to think about it either, uh-huh. you know, but but at the same time, we have to, it's, it's here now, you right. know, so well, we may have to deal with it. Uh, Brother Jason, th- you know what? I, you know, we're all hesitant to make plans mm-hmm. because, you know, if you make all these plans, we can change at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're making plans. We're hoping for the best. Um, and if it does come through again, we will have to prepare for that. And I know, you know, um, even when you give the clear, when we're clear to go back and start going to church or, or going to town, we all have changed our way of going and doing. Um, my, our plans are to push forward, make lemonade out of lemons and, and just see what we can do next. But I have to have the positive hope right. for my students. Right. And that's what we're going to. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, we're not promised tomorrow, mm-hmm. but we're planning on tomorrow. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and I know that's been kind of our outlook as well. Yeah. yeah you know, and um, it's whether anybody is in any type of leadership, whether that be in their, you know, school or in, you know, a church or in a business, everybody's having to navigate that. And, you know, it's, you plan, you plan for the future. And if it happens, great. If it doesn't, we know the Lord has something better, you know, right. and uh, being flexible. Um, I, I, I love uh, something that my wife always quotes. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a play on uh, the Beatitudes is blessed are the flexible for oh. they won't be broken. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, such a true, thought right now is that, you know, we have to be flexible in leadership, especially when you're leading young people, because, you know, if you're being flexible and you're not being broken and you're moving in the best way, they're going to see that and they're going to respond. And I, I think that's, that's, you know, a wonderful way of looking at it and being positive and moving forward and, um, you know, making this the best we can. And I think, Years from now, we're going to look back on this and we're going to say, wow, look how much we grew personally, how much we grew spiritually, you know, and like you're saying, you're growing enrollment wise, you know, there's, there's so many great things that are happening. So, um, but in that thought of kind of what we were talking about before of, you know, what, what if something happens again, how do you think that schools can best navigate if let's say there was a case that happened in, in a school, you know, how, how did how is that you know what do you think is the best way to navigate that and you know the thought i have and i'm sure brother jason does too 
even though everything may become clear as far as Governor Ivey, in the back of your mind, you're going to always think, what if someone comes to school, comes to church, and exposes others? First of all, oh my goodness, you'd feel guilty for a precious child or, or any member of your church to get sick. Um, so that has to be in the back of our mind all the time. So, like I said, we're just going to be flexible, positive, um, just keep going forward because you can't protect everything, everywhere, and everyone. I think that, you know, they say the younger kids or the kids, school K kids are not as acceptable as getting it, but I think now there's evidence that there's some are getting That's it. Right. So we will have to prepare do what's best for our children's future and their health, mm-hmm. along with the every everybody in the groups right. and our families. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, hope you I know. answered your question right. Yeah, you did. No, it was perfect. It was perfect. And, uh, I mean, it's it, it's so hard. I you know we always like to say we would love when we ask those questions to have like this perfectly. Mm-hmm. you know, one, two, three step process to make this all perfect. But I mean, it's just not the reality. You know, we have to, we have to figure it out as we go to do the best we can to make sure everybody's healthy and safe. And um, so kind of as we, as we finish up here, just uh, what's your final thoughts? What's your final message to, you know, your CVA family of teachers and students and parents and, and everybody and just kind of your closing thoughts is how we're moving forward. I guess today my final message to my CVA family is to, first of all, thank you so much for allowing us to have your children at our school. Um, Thank you, parents, for your patience, your tremendous patience throughout this. Students, thank you for what all you have done to make sure that your work is on time and um, doing everything that you can to make your parents and teachers proud. to all of my families, um, once again, thank you for your support as being the headmaster. But most of all, I'd like to tell the children, thank you so much um, for being who you are and that we love you very much and we will see you soon. Yeah, that, that's, just, that's just a wonderful way to end it. And, uh, you know, thank you so much for being here, being a part um, of this and taking some time out of your day to just come have a conversation with us. So we appreciate that. And once again, I would like to thank Vincent Revival Center for always being there for me, my students, and my parents. That's awesome. That's awesome. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, we love every single time when you just come and just sit down with us and just talk it out like we do here and just kind of figure out what's going on and how people in our community are, are best dealing with the times. And so, of course, if you haven't liked, if you haven't subscribed, we would really appreciate it if you do so. Share it with a friend of yours. Uh, I know this is applicable to everybody, not just those in education, but just learning how, how does everybody deal with this? How does everybody navigate it? So we thank you so much again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you guys next time.